0: Nashville Predators are in town. Bob Stauffer in Ice District at Rogers Place. The Oilers and the Preds tonight. This is Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Just before we go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Better not, we are going to clean up. Oilers now game day trivia presented by Ming Shine. Uh, This in relation uh, to our next guest, David Poyle is the general manager of the Nashville Predators. His father, uh, Bud Poyle, was the head coach of one of the greatest minor pro teams of all time, the 54-55 Edmonton Flyers. That team had three future NHL Hall of Famers on it as players couple executives as well. Uh, who were those three players? And I believe Fletch out of Calgary is our winner. Uh, and the answer is Glenn Hall, the goaltender, along with Johnny Busick, who is from Edmonton, and Norm Ullman out of uh, Provost, Alberta. So there you have it. Uh, that was a tough trivia question. Well done. And we're going to head to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And we are pleased to be joined today by our headliner and our headliner joins us uh the headliner sponsor and it has been for the last uh, multiple years on the show our friends at wilhock beef jerky it just might be the best you've ever tasted search for wilhock w-i-l-h-a-u-k today what do you mean it just might be it is the best you've ever tasted three locations in the edmonton area uh to serve you we welcome back to the show he's been patiently waiting for about four minutes nashville predators gm david poyle david it's bob good seeing you today how you doing
1: Hi, Bob. Hi, David. How are you doing? Good? I'm good, thank you. Yes, I answered that uh, trivia question. Yeah, you Uh, had the answers to that one, eh? I did, actually. I I vaguely remember those days uh, when my dad was the coach and manager of the of the Flyers, but uh, I got to know a lot of those, those those players along the along the way. Normie Allman, I went to a hockey school when uh, when he was teaching. One time, Johnny Busick out in Crescent, B.C. I went to uh, hockey school. He was teaching that in Glen Hall. Gave me his uh, his catching glove uh, when I was about uh, eight or nine years old, I think something like that. So I do have some good memories of those teams.
0: Now, how long did you end up? Uh, what did you spend about a decade here in Ebot before your family moved?
1: Yeah, ages for me, ages three to thirteen, and uh, uh, my dad moved uh, and my family moved to San Francisco when he was the coach and GM for the San Francisco Seals in the old Cow Palace, and that that, uh, is before the the NHL, the Oakland Seals got there. And he ended up being
0: uh, an executive at the NHL as well for a while, right?
1: Absolutely, and he was an executive uh, in, uh, in the uh, uh, International Hockey League and uh, uh, for, for a lot of years he actually became a vice president of the WHA for a few years. So uh, my dad did, had a lot of different roles as a player. He's a builder. He's in the Hall of Fame as a as a builder. So uh, I played in the NHL when he was 18 years old on a line from Fort William, which is now Thunder Bay, called the Flying Torts. So, yeah. I'm yeah. uh, I'm uh, aging my I'm aging myself for sure on this uh, early conversation sorry about
0: that. <laughs> That's all, you know, it's <laughs> kind of funny David cuz I remember watching you I used to bartend at a place called Mo's Sports Parlor in the 1990s and uh, we used to play Stump the Stuff for trivia cuz you know I always thought spancing myself as a bit of a, a Cliff Clavin type know it all from uh, Cheers but anyhow you used to you used to do like at a time when not every general manager did this but this was part of you selling the game when you were in Washington Before, uh, you know, you went to Nashville, you would do like these, I watched you in the intermission, and you were like super engaging, and I'm like, and and this was like once a week you would do these, uh, I think it was on HTS, does that sound right, or Home Team Sports or whatever? Home Team Sports, very good memory, exactly, yes. Longest serving general manager. in the National Hockey League right now, and I know you referenced that the night we did the Glenn Sather uh, retirement night when the Rangers were in town a number of years ago. Man, the game is the game's changed, and and we're back with a, a bit of a, a scoring uptick in the National Hockey League. And David, I think that's a good thing, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it's a great great thing. I think, uh, uh, as I say, that's what uh, what brings fans out of their seats. Probably some, sometimes a little physical play, but nothing more than. Um, uh, Than a, a goal, and you know you can start right here and, in Edmonton when you when you have perhaps the uh, uh, the making of one of the best offenses in the National Hockey You know, led by McDavid and and Drysaddle, it must be very entertaining. For these uh, guys, uh, night after night after night. I know you know we've had a, a difficult time with them in the last uh, last couple of years. We're going to try to change that tonight. But uh, um, uh, every time I watch Edmonton. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to me, and you get know, you know star players like that to watch all the time, and uh, I love goals. We you know we we kind of kid ourselves, or not kid ourselves, it's probably real. It's a lot of games, you know, you can know, have great games, can be one in or two one, and I, I get that. But you know, we've been at maybe a three two uh, league for a long long time, and we're now we're starting to trend up to close to a four three league, and I don't see anything wrong with that. In fact, I, I like it, and I believe the fans like that too.
0: Well, you had, a, you, know, you had three guys that had fantastic offensive seasons last year. Forrestburg, 42 goals. DeShane, 43 goals. I don't know if you saw that coming, especially given the trials and tribulations he had a couple years before. And you know, Johansson, a 63-point season. Grandlin is, you know, third 60-point uh, season of his career. So you had some so, some solid offensive numbers. The other thing your team did last year, a bit of a throwback, and hey, I'm an old-school Western Canadian that grew up playing against Todd Ewan and John Kordick. So, uh, you know, you know where I'm going with this. This. You went from, I don't mm-hmm. know, you guys had like 12 or 13 fights the year before, 59 fighting majors. You changed a bit of the identity with your hockey team. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we came into the to the year, you know, with uh, coaching change the year before. And really, I, I wouldn't say much of an identity. That's what we tried to forge. Nobody picked us to make the, the playoffs and, you know, by a lot of scoring from some of our star players and some of this, uh, I'd say, aggressive play and forming an identity. I think we did a real good job to be competitive uh, last year, and we're probably having a little bit of trouble right now trying to find that. Uh, exactly, I guess the scoring has not been as much as it was a year ago. The power play is probably the root of most of that, and uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know the physical play, we I think we we could hold our own, but we were played a little bit more physical uh, like we did last year.
0: Well, you found Tanner Janot, and I'm an old-school uh, SEC football fan as well, David, and uh, Bear Bryant would tell you, you got to know your own backyard the best, and Janot was in the Western High. I don't know if anybody saw him as an undrafted player turning out to be a 24-goal scorer uh, last season. That was a wonderful find for your organization, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's always uh, fantastic when one of your scouts identifies somebody like that to give a chance to, and he's he's come along really, really well. I mean, you, you, these are stories that we we want to have more of that uh, you know you found something and saw something in a player that maybe nobody else saw, and you know, right now you know Tanner's tracking really well in terms of how he plays, and he's one of these players that uh, help. That identity that we had last year, in this 24 goals was a uh, you know very much needed, but a little bit of a surprise. Uh, he's off to a good start this year. He's got three goals, and he's you know played physical. I think he's had just one fight, but a, he looks like a player that uh, could be a big part of our our future. So uh, we're counting on him to continue to develop. But uh, love love the story, and I'm really happy for our our, our scouts here in Western Canada that identified him.
0: You know, with the games changing a bit, it's a little bit higher scoring. And I, I wonder whether or not goaltenders are being relied upon to be more athletic and less sort of blocker ish. And you've got a guy in Saros that is as good an athlete. He's got great feet. He can, I mean, he's it, it sounds odd to say, but he skates really well as a goaltender. Like you can see it. And just a thought hmm. on, I mean, he's not the biggest man. But he's been a huge part of uh, you guys taking a step forward last year, making the playoffs. Um, And he's, you know, hey, everybody's number one goaltender is important. But this guy plays perhaps a, a greater sense of importance for your club, does he not?
1: We've been very fortunate with our goaltending almost from day one. We've only had about five or six goalies that have played all, all the games for the Predators, and we just passed the torch last year from Pekareni to to uh, to to Saros and uh, it was a great mentorship by and development uh, process by by us and with uh, with Saros and uh, Pekka him uh, adopting him almost uh the kid is always you know, called peck dad and it was his his son type of thing and you know saros i think was our second when we drafted him you know again we had him rated very high but again the trend now is to have a goalies that are six foot two or six foot three so <clears throat> based on athleticism and how good of a goalie is he probably should, probably should have been a first round pick and uh but he's kind of beat the odds because you know he's Arguably one of the smallest goaltenders in the league, but he is good. He's really good, and last year that was reflected on how we how we played and how we won, and how well he played. And I think he was uh, third in the, the Vesna voting. So I think uh, the hockey world recognizes that we got a really good goalie in uh, Juceros and uh, he is amazing. Some of the things like his you know stretching and uh, all, all these hand-eye coordination, he's, he's really the uh, the just a terrific uh, terrific goalie.
0: Does it help having a 25-minute-a-game defenseman that had 96 points last season, a guy that's won the Norris Trophy before?
1: Yeah, that probably lends to not playing in your end as much, I would I would think, and uh, we you know, we need that back. As I referenced earlier, we're off to a little bit of a slower, slower start this year, and I think a lot of it is offensive right now, and Roman and uh, Yossi is just a great great player and he's had lots of, lots of chances this year and you know, he's been a little bit snake that I was reading you know we've got all these stats and analytics now that you know one, one of the teams that you know should probably have a better expected goals for and what having you. And it, it feels that way and I hope we we can real soon because uh, yeah, you know roman's exciting player uh, that uh, you, you know you'd love to love to watch because he's up the ice all the time and he cr- creates a lot of offense for us all
0: right uh well you brought it up and that's where i wanted to get you know anytime we have a gm on the show and we're lucky to have uh, david plowell general manager of the nashville predators on uh you brought up the analytics uh your organization uh hasn't always gone right to the cap uh but has in years where you've gone for it just a a thought process on on how much you do and is it a bit of a a Cadbury secret in terms of what you actually do is it something like hey we do it we don't need to share it all or where where, you know I mean it's it's part of the game today that maybe wasn't as much a part of the game 10 years ago or were you kind of doing some of the stuff uh years ago David?
1: Um, I think uh, the answer is a little bit of, of all of what you what you said. I mean, uh, I think we're learning every every day. All of us, management group, our scouts, uh, and of course our coaches, um, uh, with our coaching staff, so they're very very bought into what our guys you know provide them, work with them, uh, use use their the, the information. <clears throat> um, so I, I think it's it's everything. Uh, it goes, Our selection now and decisions and who should get more minutes, you know, who should play on the power play, a lot of of different different things. So I'm I'm pleased with it, and uh, you know, it's 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 one of many things that that goes into uh, um, us making decisions. It's it's only going to get bigger. I I think it's uh, it's it's. It's important that you have it, that you use it, that you uh, you understand it, so that you can um, you know make uh, the, the correct decisions. But like everything else, it's a little bit of a uh, a, a guide. And whether it's statistics or analytics, you know, sometimes uh, as I referenced it a little bit earlier, like right now we're we have an expected goals for uh, that's that should be. Should be better than what we have, so I'm um, I'm hoping <laughs> that that's actually true, and that we see. Uh, they say the uh, things will even out during the season. That that if we keep playing the way we're playing, that we will be re- rewarded for it. So, you know, something to maybe keep you, you know, on the straight and narrow in terms of a you know coach uh, when he's coaching the, the the team, or you know whether it's a, a positive talk versus a negative talk, that, that type of a situation.
0: Uh, quick question on a couple prospects and, and maybe how you guys uh, handle them and I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Cody Glass uh, you got him in a three-way deal a couple of years ago and you know this was the guy we saw in the Western League with Portland was Vegas's six overall pick back in 2017 basically played the entire year last year in Milwaukee and Tomasino played pretty much all season last year for you guys got 76 games in your first rounder from 2019 he's in the minors right now um you, I mean, you got to use the entry-level system to your advantage. You have these players in the, uh, on their ELCs, but uh, it's it it's a tricky situation, isn't it? Because when you're using that farm, or is it a tricky situation? Is it just business? Like, give me your thought process as to how you handled
1: Glass last year and maybe Tomasino this year. Yeah, well, everybody, you know, gets there at a different different time. I think with with Glass, I mean, a lot expected, um, you know, maybe he needed to get a little bit bigger, stronger. Then he had a really tough injury uh, on his uh, leg. And, you know, virtually that's a whole season. comes to us, a new organization, you know, some highs, some lows. Second half of the season, really good. We made the decision to leave him down there to, to you know, have him... As you say, have a successful season. Uh, uh, you know, prepared him for the off season. He, he, and we worked together in terms of what he was going to do, and uh, it just seems like he's getting better. It's not like it's. It's not a huge progress, but it's a little bit at a, at a time. And, he, you know, he's, he's played some really good games for us this year and some other games he's been maybe a little bit like our team, maybe a little, little inconsistent. So it's progress. Tomasino was a young player that, you know, we didn't have a lot of depth last year and kind of played in a fourth-line situation and got into offensive situations. I think he scored 13 goals. We were ready to give him, you know, prime time on one of our top two lines this this year, but it just seemed to be a little bit, you know, too much. Now I've watched the last two games in uh, Milwaukee, where our farm club is. He's got uh, three goals, and he looks really like he's he's got. Uh, coming and coming back so i think and hope that uh, a player like thomas you know based on our need for offense right now might get a call up uh, you know in, in a little while based on how our team is playing and of course how he continues to play so uh, the answer is it's every player is a little bit uh, a little bit different and like you say tenors you know uh, wasn't drafted and becomes a free agent and you know who thought he would ever score 24 goals in, in a league so a lot of things go into development patience, recognizing um, what's, what's best for for a player. And it's usually, you know, they, they in time, if, they, if you believe in them and they have the confidence, they, they figure it out. And right now with these young players, it's a, a little bit of a, a daily situation. And you'll see, see you know, guys you know, playing in high in the lineup. And in the next game, you might see a, a young player, you know, a healthy scratch because it's a, it's a learning process. David, one final one
0: for you. The competitive advantage of Nashville. Uh, we did our first Oilers Now road trip uh, in two seasons because of the pandemic in Nashville last year. 75 people flew in from Edmonton. I think I had a drink with all 75 of them over the course of a, about a 36-hour window. But uh, and, and I bring that up because you've got uh, the NHL draft and the NHL awards are going to take place this year in Nashville. I don't know if the Oilers are going to have a number one. Uh, the Oilers are the only team in the league that's got their last 10 number ones still in their organization. Uh, but there isn't quite a place to go to right now like Nashville. I mean, it's uh, for any of the listeners out there, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, and and it, it has to be uh, an asset for you in terms of the procurement and recruitment of potential free agents. No state tax, and everybody loves going right there right now, don't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're very lucky. We have a, a great city. It's uh, not uh, not too big, sure, sort of like Edmonton size. Uh, obviously, a great a great downtown area that's uh, full of fun with the music and all the entertainment. And our building is right there, so it's. I mean, as as I say, it's hard to not have a good time in Nashville. It's hard to not have a good time coming to one of the Predators' uh, games. You know, people are going out before the game to socialize. They're going out after the game to socialize. It just sets up really well for um, a great, you know, a great time, and that's why we get lots of out-of-town people that come to to Nashville. We have a lot of games on Thursdays and Saturdays, and uh, people come in for the game on Thursday and Saturday, and they're there for Friday, Sunday to have uh, fun in the city. So, uh, you know, you're 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 right. We're we're a, a great market, a lucky team, lucky, lucky place to be. No state taxes, and uh, I, I was a free agent. I would certainly consider coming to Nashville. <laughs> there you go,
0: great stuff, David. As always, uh, we appreciate the time. Thank you for taking us down a, a trip down memory lane with your father's work uh, with the Edmonton Flyers back in the day. Okay,
1: Bob, good talking to you. Thank you very much.
0: You bet. That is David Poyle. He is the general manager of the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, Yeah, Brendan, uh, Scott, back in the 630 Chad Studios. I can tell you that uh, the New West Travel Group, we had 75 people fly in. Uh, The cocktail hour shut down at 7. Cam and myself left at 11. Then we went to a couple other locations. Um, I've not done that in a while, and you get to a certain age in your life where it becomes a, a little bit more difficult to do. Ooh, maybe at your age it's a little bit easier Brendan but uh you know what I could once do all night and no, anyways you know the story uh it was it was a great time have you have you had a chance to go to Nashville Brendan no it's definitely up there on the list you I'll got go all I'm gonna tell you is you gotta go like, if you can't have fun in Nashville, I'm not quite sure where you're going to have fun. There you go. Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. You can reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Multiple locations in the Edmonton region for you. Uh, Don and his staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. Uh, David Poyle was our guest. He is our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Now, the liner here says it might just be the best you've ever tasted. It might? It is the best you've ever tasted. Multiple locations in the Edmonton area. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, it's 125 in Edmonton. We'll return on orders now after this.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. Drive
0: you uh, one day when I write my book, all the stuff I knew that I couldn't say. Uh, anyhow, that's a joke. Uh, I, I will write a chapter just about one trip to Nashville because it had it all. And Cam, Moon's, Cam Moon is listening right now and he's laughing too. We had a hell of a time there. It was, if you can't have fun there, you can't have everywhere. There was like two separate groups that had flown down on a direct charter from Edmonton and we caught up with them at various different times during the course of the day. And then to cap it off, the Oilers capped it off uh, with Leon settle getting a (laughs) hat-trick. He's he's pretty good, this guy Leon. 13 goals his last six games. 17 in his last eight against the Predators. He's only had one game In the last seven where he hasn't scored a goal. In the other seven, he's got at least two. It's not bad. Alright, uh, the boys at Brent Ridge Ford did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They are in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell them one outright Whatever best for you. Remember the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. You can go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the uh, team at Brent Ridge Ford. Your Ford truck authority on the uh, auto mile in Watasco. And 129 at Edmonton when we return an update from the Farm. Oiters Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky will join us on orders Now.